Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name is Caleb Pearson, and I'm your host for today as we unpack and discuss a little bit more about Fellowship Bible Church's focus on identity and sexuality. Uh, joining me at the round table today, pastor of Family Life, John Avery. John, how you doing, buddy? Great. Doing Good. great. Good Thanks. to see you. Uh, joining us in the podcast booth for the first time, My pastor first time. of Student Ministries, Dennis McNutt. Dennis. Welcome. I'm doing well. Isn't that exciting? I'm excited. What, what was I'm, the feeling as you walked into the room? I was looking forward to the "What's up, my peeps?" introduction. Yeah, see, that's a that's that a sermon spotlight thing. Oh, that's only so sermon spotlight. This is my second time uh, hosting Fellowship Fam, and I, I've had to write down. We're we're experimenting with different intros. Okay. it's not as ironed yeah, out. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Um, they're still our people, yeah, but yeah, sure. it's, it's hey, there, Fellowship Family. It's <laughs> hey, just a little, tweaking family. it a little okay. bit different. Yeah, little bit. Um, and great. I'm not going to call you Johnny John. You know, there's no Marky Mark over there, but. You know, my grandma was the only one who could get away with calling me Johnny. Okay, so, good. Well, I'm yeah. glad I didn't try it. And, and, and you'd slap me right across with the face. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so FBC is kind of embarking on this identity and sexuality mm-hmm. focus. We've done a lot of cool things already. You know, we're well into it. Christopher Yuan mm-hmm. was here several weeks ago, and mm-hmm. um, it's been cool to see the different ways in which the church has not only equipped the congregation to talk about that stuff, but we've also resourced them quite a bit. And so... Uh, I know we have some content to talk about today, John, if you wanted to kind of introduce us to that. Yeah, we are wanting to talk about um, principles for sexual purity and Mm -hmm. integrity, and uh, I found a uh, great—actually, John Morrison gave me a book several weeks ago. Um, It's uh, entitled Sex in a Broken World by Paul Tripp, Mm -hmm. and— gave a section of that to Dennis, and and, uh, we've been uh, reading that and thinking about that, and and just the idea of— that that sex really um, um, is an act of worship, and hmm. and and that is because everything that we do is an act of worship. Sure. It's just, so it's just not uh, we don't um, compartmentalize our lives, but everything is an is an act of worship. Hmm. Yeah. And it really is a perspective thing. So we're going to mm-hmm. go through and talk about today because Paul in that book does a good job of going through the passage that we're going to look at today. Some yeah. of real orienting our perspective of how we view i mean mm. all of our life but in this particular instance uh, our sex lives is right. being an act of worship is really? flowing mm. out of our being yeah so. yeah so we hope to share <clears throat> four uh principles of worship uh, of sex in worship um and and how they relate to our our sexuality and uh, and then really two commands uh, that we find in the passage that we're going to be looking mm-hmm. at first corinthians uh, 6, 12 through 20, mm-hmm. um, that there are two commands there that, that we will also want to talk about. I, I do have an illustration yeah. that I hope sets us up uh, for this, and it is from another book, um, mm. a guy who uh, has been with the Lord for quite some time now, but his name is A.W. Tozer. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book called um, The Pursuit of God, and in his second chapter, it's called The Blessedness of Possessing Nothing, and he kind of describes this thing that happened at the fall uh, this that really set off a war um, within our hearts for first place. And mm. so I'd like to read it. I, I think it's pretty good. He says, Before the Lord God made man upon the earth, he first prepared for him by creating a world of useful and pleasant things for his sustenance and delight. In the Genesis account of the creation, these are called simply things. They were made for man's uses, but they were meant always to be external to the man and subservient to him. In the deep heart of the man was a shrine where none but God was worthy to come. Within within him was God, without a thousand gifts which God had had showered upon him. Mm -hmm. But sin has introduced complications and has made those very gifts of God a potential source of ruin to the soul. Our woes began when God was forced out of his central shrine and things were allowed to enter. Within the human heart, things have taken over. Men have now, by nature, no peace within their hearts, for God is crowned there no longer. But there is, in the moral dusk, stubborn and aggressive usurpers fight among themselves for first place on the throne. This is not a mere metaphor, but an accurate analysis of our real spiritual trouble. There is within the human heart a tough, fibrous root of fallen life whose nature is to possess, always to possess. It covets things with a deep and fierce passion. The pronouns my and mine look innocent enough in print, but their constant and universal use is significant. They express the real nature of the old Adamic uh, man better than a thousand volumes of theology could do. 
They are verbal symptoms of our deep disease. The roots of our hearts have grown down deep into things, and we dare not pull one, pull up one rootlet lest we die. Things have become necessary to us, a development never originally intended. God's gifts now take the place of God, and the whole course of nature is upset by this monstrous substitution. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, that last phrase, this monstrous substitution, that... Uh, all of life is this battle, and for believers in Jesus, it is, it's a constant battle of who is going to rule my heart, uh, who has first place. Hmm. And, uh, and so as we, as we consider this idea of our, of our sexuality, um, I think that God really, um, in his word, speaks to this, that it, sex is a wonderful gift from God. It is his idea. Hmm. And in the context of, of marriage, it is a wonderful gift that he has given us to experience. But just like anything else, it can be twisted, misused. and Right, and that's Tozer's point there. Right. I mean, he's talking about all the things in yes. life that become idols that replace, yeah. uh, that replace God's position and God's authority and God's uh, mm. place in our lives. And we now look to those things to mm. uh, bring us life or bring us satisfaction to fulfill us instead of looking mm. to the source. Yeah. Well, it it just reminds me of that, you know, that idea of exchanging the glory of God for idols or worshiping right. the creation rather than the creator. Exactly. It can be easy to fall into a mindset of saying, well, well, God gave me this, so it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, why did God give it to you? Because it's to glorify sure. himself. Right. Uh, right. And we're not right. using it to do that. And, and as far as sexuality specifically is concerned, I mean, I help out at Abacare and we go into schools and talk about kind of positive values and sexual integrity and our whole message while we don't use scripture unfortunately in public schools is still to say like our culture has warped sex mm, and sexuality yeah. completely. Identity is now in it. Mm-hmm. Um, your your value is now on it and it's put so much pressure on who you are as a person. Um, so even to hear Christopher Yuan a couple weeks ago talk about holy sexuality, mm. it's groundbreaking. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. raise those place up and that becomes now an act of worshiping the creation. Right. right. When we raise right. up those things, they become mm. so important to us yeah. in our life. So, you know, that's Tozer quote is a great setup because this is what Paul is going to go into in this first Corinthians passage we, mm-hmm. we look at is the mm-hmm. this this place we give things, this power that uh, we give uh, the things in life we pursue after yeah. Um, yeah. to own us, to right. uh, master us. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, you know, you add the culture to that as well. Right. That We have our own flesh that wants to oppose God in that way. But then you add the culture of movies, uh, media, right. everything points to this, make sex about you, make it mm. about you, make it about you, and you know God's not even in the picture. So that's what we mm. want to mm. encourage people to look at and say, hey, this, it's actually not about me, it's about God. And, mm. and when it's about God, that's when it is enjoyed the most. Right. Yeah. And he's in the, he's in the rightful place of yes. being the one to say, this is, this is good. Right, right, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. When one thing I noticed, and, and John, we kind of read a little bit of, of something else to prepare for today, but you know, I realized almost an application to start our, our talk here this morning is we're always worshiping something. Mm, it, it can point. be a, it can be a very good where am I at question mm-hmm. and, and mindset in your personal walk in your devotional life, whatever it is. What what is drawing my attention, or what am I trying to draw life from mm-hmm. um, to to figure out where you're at with the Lord? Because that's ultimately not only the question that matters, but I think that's ultimately what we're feeling as well, mm-hmm. um, the consequences of distance or proximity to Christ. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. think that's huge. That um, is huge. You mentioned 1 Corinthians 6, mm-hmm. 12 through 20. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read that before we, yeah, we dive be, into it? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can read it? Sure. Um, okay. All right. yeah. uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 12 through 20. Uh, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh." But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. So flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins also against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. It's huge. 
Mm-hmm. As a good passage, and this is the passage that uh, Paul Tripp in the book yes. goes through, and he uh, does a really good job, I think, of outlining four big principles yeah. that we can learn from this passage. Um, and so we, we want to talk through those a little yeah. bit. Yep. These four main principles, and then there are two commands yeah. uh, that come yeah. out of this. Right. And, right. Uh, so that's going to be what we can kind of go through and talk about right. each one of those. Yeah, oh, that's good. And the uh, trip points out the, the first principle really is found in verses 12 and 13, mm-hmm. um, and, and that is the, uh, the principle of mastery, uh, that I've been de- I have been designed for worship. And uh, it's, it's interesting, this phrase, all things are lawful for me, is actually uh, a slogan that the Corinthians used, um, and, and Paul wasn't, uh, he wasn't putting out his own thoughts on this or his own worldview. He was, he was actually challenging them on their... He was parroting a worldview that, that was within the culture. Yes, there, yeah. Uh, within the Christian culture. Right, right. yeah. And, and it was, a, it was a, a slogan that was just kind of said that almost kind of gave them permission to do whatever they wanted to do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm saved, and um, I don't have to keep the law anymore because... Christ did all that, all and so lawful. Yeah, yeah, and so it, it's more of a uh, a rationalization or justification for sin, really, mm-hmm. which I think so easily we can do. Oh yeah, <laughs> all of us. Yeah. You know, so the, I'm not I'm not totally down on the Corinthians. Right. Uh, I think right. Way to go, Corinth. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Us no, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, us but, too. But what's interesting in his approach to this, though, yeah. is that he, you know, even taking that interpretation that mm. he's parroting their worldview, he's going to argue from within their worldview mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. all things are lawful for me, because then he's going to contrast that with, but not all things are profitable, not all things are helpful, right? And he's going to build his case on this idea of what controls you. Um, mm-hmm. Even if all things are lawful for you, yeah. um, what is what is your master? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so he uh, he's going to develop that that the um, when he says all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered mm-hmm. by anything. And that's mm-hmm. the this is the the idolatry question. Getting back to Tozer, that he's yeah. gonna he's gonna flesh out. So. Right. He would ask us as Christians or the Corinthian believers there, what what is mastering? What are you allowing to master you? Even mm-hmm. you know, apart from Christ's finished work and paying mm-hmm. for all that, are we uh, within that worldview of all things are lawful? What you're always serving a master, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and so what is mastering you as you go through this uh, Christian life? What is helpful? What is profitable to you yeah. as you go through this Christian life? And so that's what he's going to confront them with yeah. Uh, yeah. there on that. Yeah, question. no, and that's so good. You know, I, um, I think that as believers, you know, that uh, for for everyone, that what we dwell on, hmm. uh, what we think on, um, begins to master us. Begins you know, to, yeah, know. yeah. And uh, in, in I was I was reading Psalm one fifteen, and and uh, you know that talks about that contrasts who God is and who what idols are to us, hmm. and it it goes on to say that. Um, uh, you know, that uh, God is in the heavens, he does whatever he pleases, mm. and God is basically, he's saying God is alive, and God is sovereign and all-powerful, and then he goes on to talk about um, idols, you know, that uh, you make these idols, and they have they have hands, but they can't touch, they have eyes, but they can't see, they have ears, but they can't hear, um, and then goes down and describes what an idol is, that it's it's a dead thing, but but, but mm. the, the worship of idols has this power in verse 8 because it says um, whatever you worship or whatever you put your trust in, you become like. Mm. And, uh, and that's, that, that's that principle of worship, that whatever we worship, we become like. Right. So if we're worshiping the Lord, we become like Jesus. And, and, and things have such power to yes, master us, to master. Especially, especially, and we see all the warnings in Scripture about sex in this passage mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in particular, because right. of the power it has to master yeah. us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the, the world around us, the culture around us, is teaching the exact opposite right. of this, right? right. That, that it, yeah. it's... Uh, that we want to pursue after those things that bring us a yeah. pleasure, yeah. and and so yeah. then in the, it becomes mm-hmm. has this power yeah. to a, master us. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting too, in, in verse thirteen, he goes on to say, "Food is for the stomach, and stomach is for for the food." And so, Trip points out again that you know this is this is another slogan here that mm. that and and basically what it's saying is that um, they're they're saying our body doesn't mean anything. You know, our, it, it doesn't matter what I do with my body. But then he goes on to say, no, it really does. Mm, it really does. <laughs> Why would you join yourself with a prostitute? Don't you know that 
right. your body is for Jesus. And, uh, you know, yeah. It, yeah, and the, the reason for this, I, I, when I think of this principle of mastery, what is mastering yeah. to us? I, I can't help in my thought to go back to the fall because it's right. e- even in our Christian lives, things become master over us um, because we're because of something we're believing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to degree, sex or any other thing in our life can master us instead of God is because we're believing a lie mm. that those things are going to bring us fulfillment bring us life bring us pleasure whatever it is we're pursuing after um in our in our belief system if i believe those things are bringing me is what i need to bring me life then they i am submitting to them as a master um, because that's what gives me life and and the whole point of the gospel Mm -hmm. is to share a hope that there is that that there is life to be found because I will only find death in those idols. And so even in the Christian life, it comes back to this gospel. What am I looking to? Mm -hmm. What am I believing about what brings me life? And, and so, uh, so even in sexual sin, there's this, um, the role of the gospel is to is to renewing of my mind of what is the source of life. What am I going to let be my master? Am I going to let? Am I going to pursue after the sexual pleasure or whatever it is that's mastering me to bring right. me life? Yeah. When it even speaks to the bigger question of what is this all about? Because I think practically nowadays, even just looking at our youth and the way they think, moral convictions are meaning less and less now. Mm-hmm. And so I like the way Tripp kind of says, Paul is essentially responding in 1 Corinthians by saying, even if everything were legal, I would still have a big problem because when it comes to sex, I don't have just a legal problem, I have a mastery problem. Mm-hmm. And he says later, I say that Jesus is my Lord, but I am daily tempted to give my heart over to the rule of other masters. Yeah. Between the already and the not yet, every yeah. day is a mastery struggle. Yeah. And it's just huge. Right. Um, right. We often forget what's at stake. You, you know, mm-hmm. even Christians, as far as our exposure and dealing with sin, but even the, our physical bodies being a temple, understanding the importance of what we do, right, it matters. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the power of the gospel to overcome that, right? Right, because it's that, it's that, it's that faith of what am I? Am I believing that Jesus Christ really can mm-hmm. give me life? Really right. does mm-hmm. that? That is my source for life to look to, and mm-hmm. and so that's the power to overcome those idols that I'm pursuing mm-hmm. after for life is to yeah. is to believe the promise, right. believe the truth yeah. of what Christ is offering. Yeah, um, and you know Titus uh, two eleven through fourteen says, "For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men." The gospel. Um, but, you know, so we're saved by grace, but he goes on to say, so grace does so much more for us, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking to the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. And, you know, that is the center of the gospel, that mm. we were, we were Jesus came to, to save us, but now he's giving us the grace to... Uh, yeah. To live for him. Keep on living. Yeah, yeah. in this present age. Which this is, present. And it's the power of the gospel right, that, that right. is the power mm. to yeah. to overcome that yeah. and live and, that godly life in and, this present age. Yeah, and to be mastered by him. Right. That he would be our, actually, not only what we say we believe, but how we function. Mm. Our functional ruler as well. Yeah. Um, and and mm. I like what you, you, you'd said. Um, there's so much at stake, mm. which kind of leads us to the next principle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that Titus passage you just read sets it up yeah, perfectly yeah, it because does. it, I mean, in parallel to Paul in, in the First Corinthians passage, I mean, in the Titus passage, he's, he incorporates the gospel with this blessed hope, this thing we're looking forward mm. to, like that, mm. that's part of the gospel, right? Yeah, right? Because that's, I mean, faith is the conviction of things we're hoping for, right. the things that we don't yet possess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's part of that gospel that is empowering us to live that godly life. And so mm-hmm. so that leads us in the right. trip second principle that comes yeah. out of that First Corinthians passage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and that one is uh, taken out of verse 14. Now God has not only raised the Lord, but he will also raise us up through his power. And so the, the idea is this principle of eternity. I have been hardwired for eternity and uh, uh, you know that that life is just not about the here and now it's about the life to come right and uh, and what God has has for us there and 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 how we're living now impacts 
our eternity. Hmm. Um, and uh, you know, the, but that requires faith, right, John? It does. I mean, I, yeah. If I mean, if I have the bowl of soup in front of me, I can drink that soup and know that I'm going to be filled. Uh, you know, to use the Esau example, right? But yeah. it requires faith to know that that greater thing is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's what Paul here is. Do we believe this, yeah, yeah. this eternity, this right. resurrection is coming that there are greater things right, and, right. and it matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so uh, just the importance of, of do we believe yeah. the word right. of God and what he says about the fulfillment that's coming in that resurrection. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When it just speaks to the importance of even both these principles, and I'm sure all four as we get to them, it's just the, the importance of understanding Scripture and truly knowing who we are in Christ and mm-hmm. where we are in that. Because you basically need to get to a point where the, you can be more concrete and rooted in this, in this biblical truth, than any sensory perception of mm-hmm. anything else that's going on in your life. Because mm-hmm. it will rule you. It, it's your, yeah. You're battling with the flesh. Right, right. Um, yeah. and, and that's where it can get real practical, right? Mm-hmm. So right. As, I, as I struggle with a sexual temptation, or mm-hmm. really any, I mean, this is, we're talking sex here, but any temptation in life, mm-hmm. but a sexual temptation or desires mm-hmm. or in, in, any, in any of the ways that we've been talking about through this focus, mm-hmm. this principle of having an eternal focus, believing what God has said, yeah. And that and that there and that it matters and that there is this blessed hope that mm-hmm. we are looking forward to. There's yeah. there's power in that for me to overcome, mm-hmm. to deny those that flesh, <clears throat> to de- to put that flesh to yeah. death. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you know, just so in in my life, this is I, I find this principle to be one. I you know, mm-hmm. we need I need to remind myself of daily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I love. Paul's uh, what was the phrase he used? I'm going to mess it up, maybe. But oh, uh, eternal, trip? yeah. In the book there, he called it eternal it, amnesia. Am, eternal amnesia, right right, right? right. Right. That we have an eternal amnesia, like we forget this, yeah. right? Because that mm-hmm. bowl of soup's sitting there, right? Yeah. And yeah. and it smells good, and we mm-hmm. uh, we know yeah. that I can eat that, and I can be filled right now. Yeah. Right. Uh, and right. so we pursue after whatever mm-hmm. inclinations of the flesh mm-hmm. our heart desires right. for mm-hmm. that fulfillment of the right here and now, because we. We forget this eternal yeah. principle. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was uh, when I was eighteen years old. It's been a long time. Mm. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I remember I was in Northern Michigan at a camp, and uh, it was I was all by myself at night, and I was the, you could see stars and and even kind of the I don't know if, if I'm remembering accurately uh-huh. enough, but maybe the Northern Lights. It's been a long time. It John. has been. Yeah. Hey, you know what, John? Yeah. It was the Northern Lights. <laughs> Let's say it because there's nobody to to uh, to say it wasn't. Right. Uh, and. Uh, but I, I was struck with, it was just after a worship time and teaching, and I, was, hmm. I just remember being um, so struck with that. But w- what was taught on was the idea of the, the judgment seat of Christ, hmm. and uh, that each one of us will stand before him. Hmm. And even in First John 2, I think it's 26 or 28, around there somewhere, where it says, you know, little children abide, abide in him, because um, when he comes back, we don't want to shrink away in shame, mm-hmm. you know. And so he's talking to believers, and and there is a sense of, am I living just for myself, or am I living for someone else, mm-hmm. like Jesus, you know? And but it, it struck me um, that night, walking back that long ago, that I'm gonna have a face to face time with Jesus about my life. Yeah, and that's and that glorious appearing. Yeah, you know, we will look back on that bowl of soup mm-hmm. that we sold that inheritance yeah. for and yeah. just shake our heads. Like, right, oh, man, yeah. right. because of the weight of the eternal glory. Yeah. And I, and you and you said it a couple times, Dennis, which I appreciate. It it really is faith. Right, that, and and I believe our faith right. will be strengthened and. and as we're in the word and we see this glorious promise yeah. from Jesus. Yeah, it can only be faith, right? Yeah. Because the only right. the only thing we have to base that future glory on mm-hmm. and the fact that the reality of that mm-hmm. is the promise of God. It's his word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't yeah. Right. So we, we have the promise of God that we can yeah. either believe right. and, and, and put our yeah. trust in and hope yeah. Yeah. in which yeah. is faith, right? Yeah, right. So we yeah. You know, so as we build our faith, and 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 that's the beauty of the gospel, yeah, right? Is yeah. is this promise that we can believe because Jesus really did go to that cross and die and pay for that, right? Right. And He came out of that tomb alive as a first fruit. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so we, you know, we we can trust in this future glory that is going to mm. uh, be so much more magnificent mm-hmm. than than this whatever the temptations of my heart are to give mm. into, right? 
Um, right. and, and I love that scripture, uh, and Paul didn't really go to, into this in there, but I, but I love that scripture calls that putting to death of the flesh mm-hmm. because yeah. that, for me anyway, that, mm-hmm. that indicates it's a little painful. Like I, yeah. I don't right. want to not eat that soup. Yeah. You know, I, I want to give in to this temptation because it looks pleasurable. Yeah. It looks like what I desire. So there's yeah. a, there's a self denial. There's a yeah. death mm-hmm. involved yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah. And the only thing that will give me the power to put that to death is that I really believe yeah. that there is this future hope. Right. Right. You know, that, yeah. that, that faith yeah. that there yeah. really is this future yeah. beautiful hope that I can deny myself this temporary mm-hmm. pleasure. Right. When the, it's the awareness of God's promises. Mark even mentioned in his sermon on Romans three this past Sunday, the character of God guarantees his promises. Mm-hmm. We, we can look at what, who God is and what he has done yeah. so we can believe in the promises. Right, that builds our faith. It, right. it builds our faith. We should never look at our own lives and say, that's why I can promise God, because right. it's been smooth sailing. No, yeah. Yeah. of course right. it hasn't. And, right. and to Dennis, use your, your, that language of you know putting to death the flesh, what's the alternative? It's you keeping it alive. Mm-hmm. It's you nourishing yeah. it amidst... Yeah. And for a Christian, that's amidst the life of Christ. You're also it goes back to that principle of mastery. Mm. What, what what is chronic about you? Is it Christ, mm. or is it some is it something else? Is you it know, the battle, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's just it's a huge yeah. mind yeah. Uh, shift that is right. helpful. Well, and I, I um, we can move on to the next principle yeah. after this. But sure. I, I was just thinking of as you guys were talking about Second Peter chapter one, where you know Peter introduces himself, and then in verse two he says, "Grace and peace." be multiplied to you mm. in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. And mm. so that's, it's a it's a personal relationship with Jesus yeah. that, that grace and peace just won't be added, but it'd be multiplied. I like multiplication mm-hmm. and when it comes to grace and peace more than adding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's so right. much more. Oh, and that ties into what yeah. Caleb was saying, because yeah. it's the knowledge of God that yeah, multiplies yes, that, right? right? So the more we know him right. and know right. who we have been made to be in yeah. him, that yeah. that that our faith grows and that ability to put yeah. to deny the right. the yep. here and now for that eternal hope mm-hmm. uh, is yeah. strengthened. Yep, um, yep, and he so. gives us that mm-hmm. that grace. That's so neat. Um, our next one, um, the third principle. Third one. You want to introduce that one? Sure. Okay. Principle of uh, it's a principle of unity. So in this First Corinthians passage, we're seeing a, a principle of mastery. What mm-hmm. what is going to master me? What am I going to submit to? And and in uh, in this act of worship, mm-hmm. um, and so the the um, the second one was the principle of eternity. Do I have this eternal focus that this isn't all there is? It's not just about the right. here and now. And then the third one is the principle of unity. And and Paul uh, brings this into the passage there in verse thirteen. He says, "Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? This is this unit principle of unity. Mm-hmm. We are our bodies are members of Christ. Shall I then take away the members?" of Christ and make them members of a prostitute. May it never be. And that's kind of, that's an emphatic yeah. statement. No yeah. way. Yeah. Um, or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? Um, for he says the two shall become one flesh. So there's this unity principle mm-hmm. in the sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee immorality. Every uh, other sin that a uh, man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. So, mm-hmm. so Paul here brings in this principle of our union with Christ yeah. and and the yeah. sexual union yeah. of of the two becoming one flesh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, <clears throat> another verse comes to mind is Colossians three three that uh, says, "Christ who is our life." That that this this union is so intricate that. Um, that we belong to him, mm. that he is in us, and that we are in him. It's the mm. whole John 15 thing of abiding him, the abiding in him, and, uh, and, and that our, our lives are united with Christ. What is true about Jesus is true about us. And, um, and I, I, like, I appreciate what Tripp has to say. He, and two things, really. He, he talks about this idea of wherever we go, Christ is. Right. And and if I'm um, giving myself over to my sexual um, desires that are that are that are bad, uh, then I'm, I'm taking Christ to that dark place as well. That He's with right. me. Right. And why would I want to expose my Savior? It's a bit awkward. It is. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, absolutely. Right. And and in college specifically, I remember you know meeting with a lot of young men about a struggle with pornography or sexual morality, and and one 
healthy or helpful tactic that was brought up, so to speak, was, you know, what if what if your mother knew right. or if your mother was aware, right? You want to yeah. make it awkward and be like, oh, I, you know, the yeah. secret sin, bring yeah. it to light. Yeah. And, and, and that uh, impacts guys because they're like, oh, like I can't believe I would, you know, engage in sin. What about your savior? Mm-hmm. He, the one who actually happened to die for that stuff. Yeah, right. and, yeah. and so it's That's that good. perspective. It, you right. are united with Christ. You're taking him with you wherever you go whether you realize it or not, whether you right. want to or not. Yeah, and right. it, it, it can eliminate that Christian mindset of, it happens a lot on Sunday afternoons. I'm going to hang Jesus up in the closet, mm. and I'll get him next weekend. Yeah. And that's just not it's, how And works. isn't that our tendency, though? We want to oh, yeah. bifurcate our, our yes. Christian lives. Yeah. Like, I've got, the, you know, I've got the Christian part of me, and then I've got you know, my own <laughs> right. secret, mm-hmm. like we're the split being. But the, mm. once again, this kind of comes back to a faith thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, my believing the total, that I am a new creation in total. Yeah, my right. whole being right. is right. in Christ. My yeah. whole identity is wrapped yeah. up. Everything I do, say, think yeah. now is in right. Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. It's not. Um, I haven't been made this kind of uh, this odd animal of uh, separate uh, you know, yeah. parts of me that I want right. to hang up on a shelf. Well, and we flip right. it around. Oh, I attend church so I can get Christ. No, it's, you have Christ, and so you mm-hmm. attend church. You're right. See him right. and other people, and embrace yeah. the fellowship and community and accountability. Right. as well, which I think is another huge application for both right. identity and sexuality. Right, right. Um, there, there is another emphasis of that, John, though, and we were talking about this before of, mm-hmm. you know, there's that there's that awkwardness of say, okay, I'm, I am united with Christ <laughs> and am I taking him along into this dark place? May it never be. Mm-hmm. But there's also an encouraging yeah, aspect sure. of that, right? Yeah. Right, Because Christ isn't... You're never alone there. Right, I'm never alone there, right? Mm-hmm. I have Christ and I have his mm, right. love. I have his yeah. mercy. I have his right. grace. Like I am in Christ in all yeah. of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the forgiveness, um, because, you know, as, as we sit here and we talk, I mean, um, I... I I have I have been broken. I I am broken in in so many ways, and um and I had have made um, decisions and pursued things um, mm-hmm. that uh, were a sin, were were against the Lord um, when I was younger, and I um and and I'm, I'm broken over that. Mm-hmm. But the reality of His presence and His forgiveness for me and for anyone who have made um, who have sinned sexually. Um, because that's what we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. That there, because of His presence in our lives, that's the gospel again. Going right. back to the gospel, starting our th- beginning our thinking with the gospel. When when, right. we, when we think about ourselves and we think about our sin, is that Jesus is with us and He has promised uh, that He has forgiven us and will continue to forgive us, so that that fellowship can be restored. Well, and that's another yeah. huge application point. Give yourself the gospel every day. Preach it to mm-hmm. you. Teach yeah, it to you. Right. Know it and encounter your day with that realization. Going through the yeah. mentorship program uh, a year ago, Mark had mentioned to me a lot of uh, the stuff they come across in counseling or in meeting with, with somebody one-on-one is they're, they're, they're putting their own identity in their sin or their tendencies. And so they'll say mm-hmm. things like, well, I, I just get angry. It's yeah. who I am. Yeah. And, and one thing they'll do is say, well, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross? You know, confirm that they're a believer. And they say, that's who you're not. Yeah. You're, right. you're not. That's not who you are. Exactly. Your idleness and yeah. this is just, this right. is my sin. You have yeah. yours. I have mine. Yeah. Right. What are we doing here? The worldview of the right now that's being promoted in culture is exactly that. They want us to identify, to make right. master and find our identity in our fallenness. Right. right. In our right. brokenness. And, yeah. and, and to make that uh, uh, mm-hmm. the most important right, thing about right, us that right. we're going to pursue. Well, and, right. and yesterday, and I, I won't mention who, but there was a, a presidential debate campaign happening, and at the end of it, a nine-year-old was called up on stage to uh, announce that he was homosexual. Mm. It, it, it's putting your identity in, oh, here's my decision I've made. I'm going right. to be affirmed in this. And, mm-hmm. and and one thing I remember you actually said with my dad, this was years ago, but I, it was so impactful for me to realize a nine-year-old kid shouldn't be sexual at all. Um, if a nine-year-old got up on that stage and said, I'm heterosexual, I'm a ladies' man, as a mm. nine-year-old boy, you shouldn't be. Yeah. But and then do up, applaud that. A, oh, a, a, absolutely. That right. is who you are. You found it. Right. You so, found your... Yeah. Right. So the world mm-hmm. is teaching us that that's now your your identity, identity is, is so your, important mm-hmm. in right. that. Right. Where 
once again, coming back to faith and believing what God has said about yeah. us, that yeah. our identity has been made this new creation in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That that is who we are. Right. That um, our, our identity is not something we have to find. It's not mm-hmm. something, but but is actually revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, God mm-hmm. tells us who we are. That's huge. Um, and, uh, and, and that's the wonderful thing about yeah. that. Yeah. And he has the right to do that. Yes, he does. Um, yeah. You know, both as the creator and the right. redeemer, right. Which, which John right. sets us up perfectly for the fourth principle. It does. Uh, that, uh, that Paul Tripp brings out R- of this right. passage. Well, and we don't have the right to do it. And I think a lot of people get burned when you don't use God or scripture, right. but you try to correct or rebuke somebody. Right. Yeah. right. And, and, right. In, in fairness to the world, apart from God, Right. If you're just seeking right. for identity apart from God, yeah. you know, come up with a system, you know, right? And they have. And they have, right? So yeah. there's this, so we as the church shouldn't be surprised that there's no. chaos and confusion yeah. right. around seeking yeah. these identities yeah. and, you know, seeking yeah. this yeah. identity. That's where right. we as a church come in. There's a gospel, right. you know, that right. right. God is true. He yeah. is real yeah. and he has revealed himself right. and, right. and, and, uh, and yeah. there is hope in that. Right. Yeah. You know, I think about when it's in the New Testament, when he refers to this mystery, well, mm-hmm. it's no longer a mystery to us because it's been revealed, revealed. and it yeah. can only be revealed by God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, uh, boy, it just left me, but it was a really something maybe. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. 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 I felt it coming. No, but it's, 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 it's gone. I can fill in the empty space. <laughs> when you. I was 18 year old, <laughs> yeah, I was looking yeah. at the Northern Lights. Hey, right? It was the Northern Lights. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the fourth so, principle, yeah, John, yeah, you want okay. to go ahead and read that? The principle of ownership. Um, I am now the property of Christ. And mm. that coming from verses 19 and 20, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God mm. in your body. And can I interject on this real quick? Yeah. I, I love the way this principle builds on the idea of unity mm. because it could be easy to say, okay, I can get on board with the unity idea. Mm-hmm. It puts me and Jesus on an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. Mm. That can be a co-executive decision. Now. Yeah, right. Jesus, yeah. I'll hear your take yeah. and then I'll have my own take. Sure. Yeah, and then it's a the, partnership and, here. And then the bias is going to lean into what you think. Right, so the right. idea of, no, you're actually his pr- property. There, yeah. there is an element of that ownership, yeah, ownership. Um, to, to realize even yeah. the choices you're making, even the consequences of those choices are not just impacting you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge application point, yeah. especially for young men that I've experienced that, that are become aware of the struggle of mm-hmm. pornography or the sex trafficking industry or whatever it might be with sexual mm-hmm. brokenness. A- awareness leads to action. Wait a second. Yeah. This is having a huge impact. Right. Uh, way beyond, you know, a secret behind a locked door or a secret sin that nobody knows about. You're, yeah. It's impacting the kingdom, the body right, of believers. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... Um, you, I think you had said earlier, and one of us here, mm-hmm. that, that God, because he owns us, he has the right. Mm-hmm. He, has the, he, he is our authority. And <clears throat> uh, it, it kind of goes back to um, this, this idea that when, when, I, when I start to question that, mm-hmm. uh, I think I need to remember, start my thinking again with the gospel. Right. Um, because the same one who gives us commands about our sexuality, that he says, you know, that the, the sexual relationship is for a man and a woman in marriage, um, and as a single person to remain um, chaste. Uh, th- those are commands that God gives, hmm. but it's the same, the same God that gives those commands is the same God that died on the cross. Right. That, that these commands that he gives us are, are loving, um, as Milton Vincent puts it, loving signposts to remind us of the greatness and the love of God in our lives to protect us hmm. for our provision um, for our fulfillment, and that's the way we're designed. So it isn't like, don't do it because I want to make you miserable. Right. Do it, or don't do it because I love you, and right. I'm I'm warning you about this. Yeah, and that's where he goes. I mean, this, it, we are bought and paid for with a price yeah, of, yeah. The of the Jesus blood of Jesus himself on that cross. Mm-hmm. So you're... you're um, when we think of ownership, we can we can go to a negative place oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and think yeah. you know think mm-hmm. of slavery or think of like a, yeah. a domineering oppressive ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we forget that we are owned by something. I mean, exactly. we are owned by whatever we have submitted yeah. to be masters right. Uh, right. Uh, of, and whether that's our sin. And and so the beauty of the gospel is that this the shed blood of Jesus, the Lamb Himself, mm-hmm. is purchasing us mm-hmm. out of slavery. Yeah. And 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 the faith of that is that 
that there is there is l- genuine life, life to be found yeah. there mm-hmm. yeah. in that place of ownership mm-hmm. as opposed to the death uh, that yeah. is that is guaranteed by mm-hmm. the the yeah. ownership of the yeah. sin over us yeah. and right. so I, the preaching of your gospel to mm-hmm. ourselves daily as yeah. you said that's right, yeah. right. Um, you know to be to to realize that God has okay. God has given us so many gifts. He just keeps giving. <laughs> yeah, right. he's, a, he's wonderful mm-hmm. and and so gracious. But we've been we've been given the gift of life, and for those of us who know Jesus, we've been given the gift of new life. But He also wants to give us a gift of abundant life, mm-hmm. and then ultimately we'll have eternal life. Right. I mean, just it just it's a wonderful picture, and it's 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 because of His love mm-hmm. for us that we can trust Him in that. Uh, and yeah. so, uh, on the practical side, for me, as yeah. I struggle in and in, in and every every man, woman, and child that's ever been born, right? We're born sinners, and that mm. sin has affected every aspect of our lives, and mm. sexuality included. And yeah. so, so every one of us, at some level, struggles with sexual sin somehow. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so this the the beauty of the gospel to set us free or to find freedom mm-hmm. in that uh, in the power of the gospel is mm-hmm. that you know these four principles that, uh, that Paul's laying out here in First Corinthians is. Is incredible that there is a this master. What are we? What is what is mastering us? What are we gonna? Right. How, what are we gonna believe mm-hmm. about um, about what Christ is offering us in life? Mm. Versus, are we gonna believe the lie that that started with Satan in the garden? Mm-hmm. That did God really say this will bring death? Mm-hmm. You know that. Are we gonna believe that lie and pursue after those? those broken desires of my heart to bring me that life and Mm -hmm. um and then the eternal aspect and the unity aspect and now this this ownership aspect it's it's all founded in that gospel founded in what am i believing where is my faith Mm -hmm. um because that's where we can find in the practical day-to-day struggles with those temptations Mm. um it's not to say the temptations aren't there, and that's the other beauty of it. I mean, they're right. real. I mean, that bowl of soup is sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and right. so the, uh, the the question is, you know, what am I believing about what this soup is going to do to me? Mm-hmm. Am I believing the lie yeah. that that brings death? Right. Or am I believing yeah. the gospel um, mm-hmm. and what Christ is promising me? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's good. Should I feel guilty that I really want soup right now? Yeah, I'm sorry. The, I didn't eat soup. breakfast. It's yeah. good. It's a beautiful analogy. I just had a drink. Did you? Oh, okay. Eating soup is a sin, banana. apparently. <laughs> yeah. I keep using it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. So Campbell's, where are you at? Go to a cafe. When it's just, again, the, to, to speak to that quickly, Dennis, There's we have two kind of more clear worship uh, application commands, but um, to be aware of what is right instead of just focusing on what is wrong, saying mm-hmm. yes to Christ before we're quick to say no to other sin, because we can fall into a comparison or a battle mm-hmm. with two different people. You know, yeah. the, the ability to debate is so strong, but mm-hmm. to bond in fellowship. I mean, is homosexual marriage against God's design? Yes, absolutely. Do you mm. know how many heterosexual marriages are also not vibing with God's design? Right. We've got to be aware of the truth, what we're called to, and understand that sin is sin, and ultimately God's going to judge and deal mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, and I I love that you know when in in First Corinthians here is Paul's laying out these principles. I mean these are these are renewing our minds kind of yeah. principles, right? Yeah. Our thinking right. is broken, right. and yeah. and so when we start to think of sex as a as an act of worship mm-hmm. and in in uh, and taking God as my master, allowing Him to tell me the right. purpose of it, right. allowing Him right. to be united with me in it, right. Right. for it not to be about me, so I can right. sin in sex in my marriage. Sure. Um, Right. Um, to the degree it's now about me self-worship. and self-fulfillment and yeah. self-pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so it's a really a renewal mm-hmm. of our thinking um, mm-hmm. that it's an act of worship yeah. in these in right. these four ways. And that, it, can, right. it can happen in a place of worship. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I would never cuss in church. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would never do this inside a church or around mm-hmm. those people. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. But <laughs> later on when I'm not yeah. worshiping God, I can yeah. do, I can do yeah. what I want. Right. 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 For yeah. my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, John, yeah. two, two worship commands coming out of this scripture. Yes. Uh, verse 18 says, flee immorality. Mm-hmm. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. And, um, and so, you know, this, this idea of um, he's, he's given a command, <clears throat> and it's very practical. Mm, there's no there's no what should i do uh it's it's we don't have to debate what he means by this no no no. (laughs) you you see what joseph did uh do that uh, in the old testament when when he was confronted with that temptation he he ran 
and right. he left Flee. the situation. Yeah. He, yeah, and uh, you know, there's, it's interesting because sometimes we're in, like in Ephesians six, in the spiritual battle, we're we're told to um, to stand firm mm. against mm. the evil one and against you know. Um, but there's something about this this idea of the of the of the sexual temptation um, is to to get out of there. There's something, and we see scripture address sex a lot of times. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, and, and as you're indicating, you know, we're told to stand firm, but sexual mm-hmm. immorality, we're told flee, yeah. you know, get out of there, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. run. And there, there's not there's a whole some lot power, of there's a, there's a powerful draw yeah. in sexual yeah. temptation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that the remedy is flee, which is, again, a word that not a lot of people are going to argue about the meaning of. Yeah, yeah. The, the scripture doesn't say take your time, walk away slowly, right. Right. Um, you know, check check things out as you're mm-hmm. leaving. You can, you're always welcome back. Right. Run. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. You know, um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 is the very popular um, temptation verse, you know, that, uh, that uh, temptation is common to all of us. Mm. And <clears throat> but God provides a way out, um, and he's faithful to do that. And, you know, it, um, maybe some, maybe you guys know this, I don't know, but I shared it before. You know, that, that thing that's just right outside uh, this door here, if you walk down a little bit, there's this thing called an elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like taking elevators. Uh, I've been in one with you, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I do when I go in, if I have to take an elevator, here's what I do. Quote scripture. Yes. Yes, but before I do that, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I look the gospel for to himself. Yeah, sweat. I, yeah, sweat, yeah, cry. Um, but I, um, I look for the way out. So, so mm-hmm. how do I get up? Mm-hmm. Where's the phone? Because I'm and it, and right. I and that happened to yeah. me and my whole family in a in a um, uh, parking garage in Baltimore where we got in of all places. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it and it and it didn't open and it stalled and we were with some other people and Susan was grabbing my arm because she could see I was starting to sweat and the first thing I did is I ran, I, I found out where that phone was. I want to know where the way out is. Yeah, you know, being a little bit claustrophobic. That's why. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I but God's faithfulness is that in temptation He says He's not going to tempt us more than we can bear and He's mm. going to provide a way out. Mm. And so we 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 continue to look for Him. What are the ways? You know, sometimes I would talk to my kids after they would sin in some way, and I would say, "Hey." What do you think the way out was? Mm-hmm. Looking back on that, what what was a way out? And then they would say, "Well, I, I could have done this." And mm-hmm. yeah, next time take that way. God provides right. it. Right. right. And they come back to the to the faith principle of mm-hmm. these the faith of these four principles. If yeah. I'm if I'm not be- like if you're not believing somebody's going to answer that phone, mm-hmm. well then why pick it up? Why right. pick it up? Right. 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 Yeah. But but this command to flee flows out of these mm-hmm. principles that we Very need to good. renew our mind thinking. Yeah. So uh, to to the degree I believe. So in other words. The strength of my faith that there really is an eternal perspective that I am really united with Christ that yeah, He yeah. really is my master He really has shed His blood and purchased me. Yeah. Um, then there is a then I then that will empower me to flee that immorality even though mm-hmm. I desire it. Mm-hmm. Right, right? right. Because right. if I don't believe that that Christ there really is that eternal hope, mm-hmm. then. Then mm. I might as well grab whatever pleasure I can get in the here sure. and now. I'm not yeah, going to flee sure. that. And something's going to fill that void. And there's that second and final kind of principle of, of the yeah. worship command that we'll get to in a second. But mm-hmm. I remember somebody in college had, had shared their story, and they basically said, I, I said no to sexual immorality for years and years and years and years. I kept saying no to it. And it wasn't until I said yes to Jesus that that no tended to stick. Mm. Mm. Because Jesus filled that void. Mm-hmm. We, we realized, again, the, the principle of mastery. Why am I doing these things? What fulfillment mm-hmm. am, I, am I getting from it? The awareness and faith of who God is mm-hmm. to eliminate that desire and make it yeah. feel less palatable. Yeah, there's something beautiful in that with the gospel mm-hmm. because yeah. that, that's where the law doesn't have the power to do that for right. us, right? right? You can right. say, no, don't do it. I mean, that's right. mm-hmm. uh, that's that's fine, yeah. and, and I can know that's right, yeah. but I'm not going to stop doing that even right. though I know it's wrong, right, right. unless I believe that Christ right. is the one that's going to fulfill mm. that, give me right. life. Right. Um, right. So I'm going to find life wherever I think I can get it, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. I'm believing. Right. Right. Um, and so that's why the, the law is really powerless to, to overcome that. It's yeah. the power of the gospel right. Right. Um, yep. Grace that, of God. that can bring that victory. For sure. So, John, as we, as we flee sexual immorality, what else, what else can we do to worship? The other command here is to glorify God in your body. Hmm. Verse 20, for you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. And, you know, the idea here is God, God meets us right where we are with tender and, and loving grace. Hmm. I mean, it's in, in, 
we we have been purchased. You know, like Ephesians one seven says, in Him, we um, we are redeemed through the blood of Jesus. You know, um, for, our, we've been totally forgiven, um, and and it's according to the riches of His grace. Mm. You know, and 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 so um, this purchase, uh, you know, that that has been made that that we we can actually now uh, live for Him. Mm. We. Um, by his by his grace, we we can make decisions. We can make choices, um, being empowered by him. Um, and that, it might be hard choices, sure, right? yeah, because I'm yeah. denying something I right. I think I want. Right. Um, I, right. I, I I think is going to bring me something yeah. I'm desiring. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a uh, there's a glory to God in that mm-hmm. in yeah. that in yeah. in that mm-hmm. process right. that yeah. he really is who he said he right. is. And, and it's it, inter- it goes against every fiber of my being. Yeah. Good, mm-hmm. sometimes, right, yeah. right, to, to right, do right. that, and make that decision. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this idea of glory, and and um, it, it's almost this idea of of making God look good. Um, mm-hmm. And and we think about you know glorifying God maybe in front of others, which we're told to do mm-hmm. in whatever we do. Mm-hmm. You know, Matthew five sixteen, Jesus says, you know, um, let your light shine in such a way that you would glorify your Father who's in heaven, so that the people could see that. Um, but also, it's I, I think just to take it um, a little bit more because. Um, even in our own private times, we can bring mm. glory to God. Mm. You know, we, we have an angelic uh, right. audience um, of, mm. uh, of, of uh, those who follow God and those who don't. And we can bring glory to God even in our private times when we're by ourselves, uh, that that's just as important. Right. Mm. And, that, and that's why this comes to, I mean, we reference marriage a lot and sex within mm-hmm. marriage. But this this is passages for all of us mm-hmm. right so right, if yeah. i'm single in right, that yeah. and i'm gonna have desires mm-hmm. and right yeah. so to the degree i believe the truth right. of god as he's revealed it about who i am and what he's done for me um and denying those those desires and trusting christ to be the one to give me life yeah mm-hmm. there's a glorifying god in that singleness mm-hmm. and yeah. in those decisions or in my marriedness or in the temptations that I, I, yeah. you know all of those things it's a right. it, it doesn't matter where you are in life this passage right. is yeah. right. and this command to glorify and god if, in if that. you yeah. seek after a different stage of life or think oh yes marriage will be the answer yeah. Yes, if you're talking about marriage to Christ, because mm-hmm. if you're not, it won't be the answer. Right, That's why right, we're seeing right. problems with marriage, yeah. problems with commitment. Right. Right. Oh wait, this wasn't right. as good as I thought it would be right. for me. Right. Yeah. I believe a lie that now that now marriage can become that apple right. that I'm yeah. eating right. from that's going to bring me satisfaction yeah. or right. joy instead right. of knowing that God is the giver of life right. and it's looking the, to Him. It's not about our situation. It's about a person. Mm-hmm. It's about the person right. of Jesus and our relationship with right. Him. So, yeah. yeah. And there yeah. is, and the beauty of this is there is there is power yeah. in in Amen. this, and to yeah. build our faith to overcome these ways that we, the ways that we fall short, right? And right. and that calling to, yeah. to you know these two commands to flee immorality and to glorify God in our body as we renew our mind and understand these truth of these principles and what. Mm-hmm the finished work of Christ has done for us. We grow in that. In yeah. the, and I, uh, yeah. I've seen it in my life, and yep. and I believe it, that yep. that is where we find victory. Amen. There's yeah. great hope, mm-hmm. and there's great forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great hope, great forgiveness. Awesome, guys. Well, yeah, that's what's so important about you know tackling this stuff. Uh, identity and sexuality is, is always a focus of our culture. So mm-hmm. for the church to focus on that is huge and uh, to equip our congregation with with the resources has been great. So thank you guys so much uh, for listening or watching. Just as a reminder, you can find our YouTube channel, Fellowship Bible Church. You can always reach us at fbcva.life forward slash podcast. Um, connect with us on the Facebook page, Fellowship Family. Um, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, much love and God bless. See you, my peeps. <laughs> See you, my peeps. There you go. That's good. Had to do it. <laughs>